0: Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. They caught a shark, not the shark. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war
1: room. Wake up. We're at tonight's entertainment. This is serious gourmet. Shoot! How funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. <laughs> you? You're to do something or just stand there and bleed. That's that for a slice of fried gold? Here's Johnny. Hey, guys wet and Popcorn, I'm back with Oliver, and we're gonna just take a quick deep dive, or maybe a shallow dive, <laughs> into just the validity of, of films that are, or are, are not so good, and why they're important. So, we we recently had a discussion about Armageddon, um, which I was really happy about, it went very well, and it's interesting to look at films that, you know, the masses may consider awful, terrible, not rewatchable, but, you know, someone somewhere has value and they and they revere that film and they go back to it and like, we know they're not clinically good films and and, and when I say clinically good films, I mean by the, what the masses will dictate, what, what are what, what, yeah, what the masses at large deem is good, like, I think everyone mostly thinks that I don't know Jurassic Park is a good film, relatively speaking. I'm, I've, I've met people that hate Jurassic Park too. But like compared to, let's call it um, the Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage.
0: <laughs> the the beats. <laughs> <laughs>
1: rough. That's a rough film. So, um, I want to ask you, like, you know, what, what is, why do we, why do you think we as people. You know, we know that they're not good films. I'm using air quotes here. But why do we spend our time with them? Why do we spend our money on them, you think?
0: For, for a few reasons. Uh, so, uh, the first thing is um, we have to remember that film is art. And art is not just subjective in the sense that, like, you know, different people feel a different way about it, but it's uniquely subjective in that the subject is going to create a relative experience that is meaningful to them and if every uh, i'll tell you, i'll put it this way uh i grew up playing the violin um the in vi- the violin is one of those kinds of instruments that's demanding because it's so easy to make mistakes um it's really easy to be off uh off pitch to for your tone to be wrong for you to uh do any number of things that are just wrong you, you create a tone that doesn't sound quite right um you create a crack or a creak in in, in your in the way that you place the the sound, and so it sounds like scratchy. Um, you could be rushing. You could be too slow. All the kinds of stuff that happen in music uh, can really happen very badly. But, and and this is a big but, uh, is that when you're playing the violin, if you play it perfectly, uh, there's also a stigma there, uh, especially among uh, really great violinists, is, is that when you play, if you play only perfectly, exactly to tempo exactly the note that is supposed to be played at exactly that time um they'll just say well i could have just gotten a robot to do that
1: so and that so the correlation is a, a perfect film would be too not too easy but it would almost be boring it wouldn't challenge us because it almost hits all the right notes per
0: se it, it, it's it's basically this idea that like the human direction uh, that goes into film. Now, obviously, there's more, a lot more variables in film. We're talking not just one instrument. We're talking hundreds of instruments.
1: Sure, absolutely. And, you know,
0: film, film reels, editing, lighting, sound, makeup, uh, absolutely. you name it. Sure. Uh, each person is bringing their flavor to it. And not every film is going to appeal to everybody because those flavors are different. Like, and, and and so it's like it's not just subjectivity that's in play, but it's that some people are trying to express differently, and for us to say, oh, that's not good, because you express differently than I would like you to express. That that seems odd, especially among it's not artists. Fair. Right. Yeah
1: yeah um made a good point it's um it's not quite the same correlation that my old band director used to say that um, okay can, you can play the notes but can you play the music yeah you know and that's not really the same because music is very in its own way kind of linear mm-hmm. um, relative to what film is film has like you said so many more instruments in play and like music they have to work in concert together to to make something presentable to tell a story to to do yep. what it's what it's set out setting out to do um so i think there's a value you know we put a value on a film to be good because we expect a good film to entertain us uh, a good film we want to go back to it's like one of our favorite bedtime stories like if if you like the three little pigs was your favorite growing up you want your mom or dad to tell that to you over and over again it was so good but if it was like a, a crap story like i don't ever want to Go back to Three Little Pigs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: and I think that's kind of relative to what, to to what a good movie is, because a good movie you want to revisit, you want to, because you saw, it did something to you. Yes. Um, and you know what, it might not be that it doesn't have to be the most polished, film, well acted film, best cut together, edited film, best scored. Mhm. But in its own way, it's it's a good film, and I think the ones like. The, like that's why we have these top 10 top 20 top 50 100 lists of films that and they always it's always seems like it's the usual suspects of like the you know Schindler's List and Jaws and, and uh, uh, Toy Story always big heavy hitters the Godfather Gone with the Wind because I don't think it's just an accident that they keep reappearing I don't and I don't think it's a popularity contest I think it's just these are just as, as universally renowned as they can get
0: so, so I want to add a caveat to that. They're sure. universally renowned among the people who do that sort of thing. Okay. Um, the, I, vote, the, vote, the voting crowd. Yes.
1: For that group. For,
0: for, for that type of movie. Because you're absolutely right. Among the people who care about the technicals. I don't want to call it technicals. Uh, but, but who care about a specific um, set of metrics for film. Um, and I don't want to take the time to try to define what every single one of them is, is at this time, but just uh, you know, they're going to have Citizen Kane in the top ten. Mm-hmm. They just are. Sure. But if I ask some person on the street, is Citizen Kane in your top ten of movies, they're going to be like, what?
1: Right. Absolutely. And, because it's usually an, an aggregate, and but that's also why I've, I put value on Rotten Tomatoes. A lot of people want to give Rotten Tomatoes, you know, they turn their nose up to it a little bit, but like so Rotten Tomatoes is an aggregate of both critics and the and the audience and the, the people, mm-hmm. and also also why you know you could default to IMDb because those votes for those top 250 that's ever shifting, aside from the top 25, those movies are ever shifting is because different people are are jumping in and voting, and it's a little unfair because some movies have been in the, been around for a long time and they have a heavier percentage of votes. I'll, I'll give it that. But, like, Senders List, I'm sorry, no, no, no. The Shawshank Redemption has been number one on INDB for, I think, over 15 years. It's it's stayed. It, it's, it, sure. it, it's staying power. And it's a great film. Yeah. Will it, to your question, will it, if you ask Johnny Smith on the street, hey, man, top ten, the Shawshank Redemption in there? maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah maybe but if you i mean if you go to like hipster parts of baltimore you'll probably get it in there yeah. but like i guess you're at your average target right. customer maybe not
0: yeah. and, and and we have to be cautious about disparaging the average as below because the average is not below the average what you, is what, what, so, so terms to average what so do you mean? when i say average i say uh i'm talking about everybody i'm saying if we're taking aggregate of everybody, only a very small percentage of everybody is the film critic. Almost everybody else is just a person who wants to watch movies. Yes. And they want to watch movies because it's the... uh, Currently, as it exists right now, one of the highest forms of storytelling that that exists. Um, Agreed. so, So it's the form that they're familiar with, they have access to, it's given to them, and they want to watch a certain thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy,
0: it's digestible. Yeah. And streaming has made it easy to go back. Right. And, and, and so sure. we have to be, again, we have to be careful that if there's a disparity between critical consensus and um, we'll just call it average consensus, that we have to ask ourselves, okay, well then, which one are we evaluating and for what reason? And if average consensus is one thing, a critical consensus is a different thing, um, there may need to be a discussion as to why. And
1: so, okay, I, I hear what you're saying. So is there so is there any reason to ask the person on the street what their top 10 would be? Because it's going to be a mixed bag. Probably everyone, because if the running average of movie watchers are, are not film critics, which is the case, yeah. I would argue that... They might even have a top ten. Like, sure,
0: you know, probably not. Yeah. You know, and or if, or they do it's going to be like ad hoc. They're just going to say some stuff.
1: Some st- maybe the last two movies they watched. Oh, I'd like that one. That's that's up there probably. Yeah. Or and then that one hit from the the move the when their childhood they really liked like a Toy Story or Jurassic Park maybe. Um, so I guess it's like so we come to this thing where we have good bad movies and I feel. I'm kind of a split. I feel like it's not just a relative term. I feel there is a definitive, like, a movie is bad, and everyone kind of just acknowledges it's a bad film. And, but I wouldn't say you can say that about a good film, because, from a technical perspective, I think everyone can see, hey, that, that looks like a film. It looks like they put it together, to from the from the bottom level. Casual viewer to like the snob who went to film school, like yes, you know, and they really appreciate those little nuances and techniques and lighting and and shot sequences, you know. There's, there's gonna be a spread of 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 you know appreciation. So it's hard to say what's a good film, but I think a bad film is pretty obvious. And
0: yeah, um,
1: I don't know how you feel about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with that. And in fact, I would submit to you. That there are some movies that are that stand out really well as good bad movies um one of the ones that I like to talk about that's not Armageddon is Street Fighter Street Fighter is a
1: 1994
0: film oh yeah uh Raul it's Julia. Raul Julia it was and you know it has a big megastar so it's got Jean-Claude Van Damme in it but it but has Raul Julia? And why did he do that film? Why did this big name in, in theater, this guy who is known for work that's a lot deeper than, <laughs> than what we got in Street Fighter, Absolutely. do this film? Well, because he, he, he understood what he was doing when he did this film. He was dying, okay? Like, and, and people who know this story, mm-hmm. Raul Julia was dying yes. as he was filming this. He, he was. was sick. Uh, with some stage I, it was cancer it was cancer it was, it was like a was. very late stage of form of, ca- of cancer. And he did this film because his son, his son loved the video game Street Fighter mm-hmm. and that's why he did this film. So we have to remember that the experience of that film is going to be directly tied to did this kid like Street Fighter and did he want to see his dad in the movie? And so we look at movies like that and we're like, okay, was it a good movie from any critical standpoint? No. It. There, almost everything that could have gone wrong with that movie went wrong.
1: It was hard to watch. It, sure. For sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. But they still made it, and they made it with no budget, basically, uh, because they paid everything to Jean Claude Van Nam, I think. Um, and they they created a product that is meaningful for for that kid. And for the people who also enjoyed Street Fighter,
1: just just generally, I think you could not have picked a better, good bad film because I watched this when I was a kid, I th- maybe even in the movie theater, and like even as a kid, I, I watched it. I'm like, this is, this is not great. <laughs> and it it wasn't me being a little little snobby kid. It was just like, no, this just wasn't a good movie. It wasn't a good movie. I was like, ah, but you know what? At the time, I I was so hyped to see this movie because I grew up on SN- Super Nintendo playing Street Fighter Two Turbo or where the Street Fighter Two and playing the shit out of it, playing as Blanc- uh, Blanca and Colonel Guile and all the characters and and Jean-Claude Van Damme at the time in the early '90s was still he still had a bit of a spotlight on him as far as his martial arts reverence and sure. in being the action hero yeah. uh, before he kind of fell off and so it was like relevant. I even like there's old magazine Disney published... I can't... But anyway, they had a big feature about Street Fighter. And I was like, they had an interview with Jean-Claude Van Damme in it and all these things. I'm like, so they're hyping this movie. And they knew knew the demographic they're making it for. And... I mean, I've actually watched some YouTubers in recent years who have gone back and, like, explored some of these old films from my childhood that didn't really age... So great, and one of them was Street Fighter, and was like it was a big like live stream of it. It was just, it was horrendous. Like it was funny they were watching it. it was, that whole experience of them watching was funny, which <laughs> was the intent. Oh, thankfully that was the intention. Yeah. But it was just like that. I'm glad they watched it for me because I don't yeah. think I could purposely sit through it again. Um, I would rather watch Armageddon than watch Street Fighter. Sure.
0: Yeah. The different reasons for being bad.
1: Yes. Um. And but like. Do these films, like, do they, excuse me, do they, they know, that they, we know that they're, that they're bad. Um, when do we call them good? Do we call them good because we, they were good once in our eyes or, and, and we kind of hold on to that, that
0: feeling? In, in my opinion, and this is just uh, Oliver's uh, non-scientific opinion. Um, the real McCoy. Sure. Uh, a, a bad movie becomes a good movie when it becomes memorable and meaningful to the people watching it for any reason that wasn't that it was just bad. Okay. So Armageddon is a good, bad movie because people don't just remember it because it was bad. They remember that the the soundtrack was fire. Mm-hmm. They remember that the cast was brilliant.
1: They sure.
0: remember this or they remember that. Um, Street Fighter is a good bad movie because it was meaningful to that one kid, and so, and so when when we st- when we take that away from what art is, when we say it has to fit a critical consensus, mm-hmm. we've 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 wrecked what art is. Interesting. Um,
1: I mean, it, it it would be presumptuous for us to say to be qualified as art or to be qualified as good art there has to be some benchmarks to hit but i don't think it's it's wrong of us to say um it's still art but it's just bad
0: we can still quantify and qualify i i totally agree
1: and i, I agreed so it's um but you know the crux of this like this thesis is you know do we ha- is there a, uh, a is there a value that's that's weighted differently for a good film, metrically speaking, versus a good bad film, and what's the fluctuation look like? What's is interesting to think about because it all I think it all comes down to the viewer mm-hmm. and and what you may consider such and such film brilliant, I may think it's dog shit. Mm-hmm. I may have I may have loved La La Land, but yeah. you have told me that you
0: I can't stand La La Land.
1: So there we go. Yeah, I'm not saying I love La La Land. I'm just yeah. example.
0: Because you would be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly,
1: no. Um, but we both we both enjoy Crazy Rich Asians.
0: Yes. And it's a good rom com. Solid rom
1: com. And not in like my genre. It's not even my wheelhouse. I don't. I, I don't really dig rom coms because they just don't usually speak to me. But that one and my I'm not even Asian. Yeah. And I just like I just was swept up in that story so easily. It was just so captivating. But that's, I think that's also a big thing. Like, did Street Fighter captivate you? Did Armageddon captivate you? Maybe it did. I don't know. You're (laughs) the wrong person to ask.
0: You're the wrong person. I'm the wrong person to ask for Armageddon. Yes. Uh, But regarding Street Fighter, no. uh, The story did not captivate me. Uh, Right.
1: And I think that's so. um,
0: And and I'm willing to say that while also still saying that it still does what it intended to do. Okay. At least from a couple of the actors' eyes. Fair. Um, uh, so I did this very scientifically rigorous uh, and expert study okay. um, on good, bad movies. Basically, I went on Facebook and I just asked all my friends, like, uh, what are your favorite good, bad movies? I mean, how – you just get more scientific. You can't get more scientific. Than that, really. Um, and I got 98 responses. Holy crap. Yeah, uh, it's not because I have a lot of friends. That's because uh, people are very passionate about good, bad movies. Apparently. When did you post this? Uh, May 2nd. This
1: okay. was a long
0: time This was, not a long time ago. Two this was like, ago. yeah, this was two months ago. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I got all sorts of great responses. People love these films to the point that they had them on the top of their memory. Like, I ask this question, and immediately people are like, "Beastmaster, Bloodsport, Starship <sighs> I Troopers." Love Bloodsport. I love Starship Troopers. Lake Placid.
1: Oh, that's a horrible film. <laughs>
0: yeah. Highlander.
1: Oh, they can only be one.
0: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, so, and so, people immediately are just like, "Oh, this one, and that one, and this one," and the excitement. And obviously, I'm, 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 I'm adding emotion to a written comment on a Facebook feed. But, uh-huh. but with the amount of comments I got. There's an, there's an there's an implication of excitement there. People are excited to answer this question.
1: Right, it, it spoke to them.
0: It spoke to them. So that means that these movies, while they may be bad, critically speaking, are good enough that these people care about them.
1: At the end of the day, whose opinion matters more than your own? No one's, <laughs> I would say. So there's a great quote, and it goes like this. Don't make a story everyone likes make a story everyone remembers mm. do you know who said that i
0: have no idea said
1: i said that oh i like that yeah john said that john said that <laughs> i think i might have said that on another episode with my guest i think she threw something at me she's like Sh- shut the hell up <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what what actually happened but um and, that, and that's like i think it all comes back down to the story because like highlander starship troopers and plus board those are all great examples of like yeah they won probably no awards. They probably got railed by the critics. But like, I
0: grew up watching all of those. I'm like, yeah. ah, they're fun. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> yeah, and so great. And let's not even let's not even trash something like nostalgia, right? So like, you, sure. you we might be accused of something like nostalgia. But mm-hmm. remember, every generation's got their nostalgia. Absolutely. Every generation's going to have that film that they're going to remember as being amazing, despite it not being critically amazing. Right. And that's okay because again, it's what experience did those people have when they went to the movie for that film?
1: And you, and that's it, so interesting of a point to bring up because like, I think about when I watched, when I was in high school, I went and saw signs. I saw, I saw, I actually had a book of my movie stubs mm-hmm. way back when, and back when movies were like four bucks a pop, it was uh, the, when you could actually go to movies. It about, was the glory days. Yeah, sure. Bankrupting yourself? Absolutely. And, um, I think ten bucks I could get the whole enchilada, like the ticket, popcorn, the drink. It was, you know, of course that was two thousand one, two thousand two. Those are just darker times. Um, anyway, so like, I relate to like movies like Signs, Gladiator, mm-hmm. stuff I saw when I was like in those formative teenage years. Uh, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, when those early films were coming out in the first part of this century. And, like, that's also tied back to a time and place for myself. And I can remember, like, my ass going numb, sitting through The Fellowship of the Ring the first time, like, does this movie fucking end? (laughs) And that wasn't even...
0: It wasn't the director's cut. That was just the one that that, they were playing in theater.
1: Right. That wasn't even Return of the King. That was the first Lord of the Rings. I'm like, oh, this is so long. And then then I had to remember, like, Gladiator and Saving Private Ryan. I saw all those in theater, too, and they were all, like, pushing three hours. It was just... why are they making films so long these days? But anyway. But, like, it, yeah, like, I remember, well, like... Ten
0: Command was, like, three and a half hours
1: long. <sighs> Yes. Yeah, God's so, and, so has Ben heard. Gods and Generals was, like, four and a half hours. Did you see that one? The Civil uh, War yes, film? Yes, I have. Yeah. I think... I never saw it in the movie theater, but a buddy of mine went and said they actually had an intermission. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you, you would need... to. Him. It's, like, two hours a, a pop. Like, good, good night, man. How do you... Anyway, so... So, yeah, so I think there's, like, the memory... The memory you have attached to that those older films, because all those films you mentioned, they're all pretty... They have some distance behind them. They've been around for a hot minute. You know, Bloodsport was, I think, I was maybe two when that came out, maybe? <laughs> what, what year did Bloodsport come out? Let me look it up. You know, Starship Troopers. I saw Starship Troopers on VHS. We ran that from Blockbuster.
0: Bloodsport's a 1988 film.
1: I was three. Just looked it up. I was... <laughs> so I, I saw that... Also, on VHS, my dad had that on VHS because my dad was really into Jean Claude Van Damme and Bruce Lee and Trent Norris, all those big Kung Fu martial arts films.
0: Yeah. Highlander Highlander came out in
1: 1986. Oof. That's one with Sean Connery and yeah. Christopher Lambert. Yeah. And, uh, you know,
0: They're the only one.
1: There could be only one. Yeah. And I think there's, there's something to say about that. Like, are these bad films just not. Bad completely because they have this this almost sociological value of our upbringing and our in our in our cultivating of our memories and our identity growing up. And um, does that negate them from having to suffer the the, the stands of time of watching the way as just a bad film? Like, no, it's a bad film. But you know what? I also, the summer of ninety two, I was really into this one film that was just pretty crappy. It's called a uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know, the, the movie <laughs> version. You know, and so are we. Can at Bernie's too, for that matter. Um,
0: I don't know. Made, they like, made a second. I'm sorry. Wait. They made a second one.
1: They absolutely
0: did. I. Wow. Okay.
1: All right. And you can absolutely miss it. <laughs> right. I, I, I don't recommend it. You, by all means, watch it if you feel so inclined. But I uh, don't think I will. It's uh, definitely a, a hard pass for me these days. Well, I don't want to like spin wheels here. What do you? Do you have anything want to add to this this discussion that we haven't really? talked about no uh,
0: I, I again it comes back to understanding what is the purpose of this art form this art form speaks to people just like all stories have always spoken to people mm. and if we discount the experiences that those people have as it relates to those stories because we have some sort of arbitrary critical metric for what is good and what is not good as uh, as the only reason to ever watch film then we've undercut our entire experience with the film.
1: you always like know how to like end Episodes, yeah. you know, like, you always have, like, the right thing to say. Like, I, I got to, like, kind of just hire you, give you some prompts, and you kind of just kind of, like, give me some I'll just say some, some words. Some clips, yeah. And I'll just, yeah. yeah, like, I will talk, I have an episode with a whole other person and just, oh, by the way, Oliver has to say this. <laughs> the end, folks. And, uh, cool. Hey, so, a great conversation, great chat. Um, um, yeah, like, it's, it's fun to kind of just kind of nerd out a little bit and think about the, uh, the bigger social logical implications that we, we put on film and uh great, great chat I really enjoyed this this episode um,
0: thanks I appreciate the opportunity Thank
1: absolutely uh, so thanks Oliver for coming out guys and uh and so next time we'll see you. Ya. appreciate y'all coming out bye